From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. People with the inflammatory disease known as sarcoidosis need an experienced doctor overseeing their care. And today I'm talking with someone who will explain why that is so important. Dr. Barindra Saw is a pulmonologist and associate professor of medicine at Upstate and also the director of the sarcoidosis program. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Saw. Well, thank you, Amber. Thank you for having me again. Now, sarcoidosis is described as an inflammatory disease. What does that mean? Yes, Amber, that means the inflammatory disease is a type of disease in which the immune system attacks the body's own tissue, resulting into inflammation. So would it be, an, could you also call it an autoimmune disease as well? It's not exactly autoimmune disorder, but it's called, I, can, I will explain again later, it's the overactive immune system. I see. Well, what are the typical symptoms? Symptoms of sarcoidosis depend on what organs are affected. Lungs are the most commonly affected organ. That is why the patient typically presents with cough, shortness of breath, and chest pain. Patients may present with fatigue, joint pain, skin rashes, abnormal vision, heart and brain problems if other organs are involved. So it really could affect anywhere in the body. Yeah. It sounds exactly. like. Do we know what causes sarcoidosis? In spite of uh, uh, several researches, uh, you know, medical researches, we have not been able to exactly pinpoint the exact causes of sarcoidosis yet. Uh, however, uh, it has been found to be associated with exposure to mold, mildew, uh, employment in agriculture, and pesticides using industries. Uh, the, the cluster of sarcoidosis have been found uh, in uh, people with, uh, in sheep workers, uh, fire workers, and the uh, the people involved in 9-11 attack, you know, they were exposed to all the smoke. So sarcoidosis has been found to be uh, more prevalent in this group of patients. Does it run in families? Uh, not 100%, but uh, the first degree and second degree relatives of uh, uh, patients who had sarcoidosis have increased risk of sarcoidosis, about uh, 4 to 9% increased risk. So by first degree, second degree, that would be a parent. Exactly, parents and siblings. How do most people learn that they have sarcoidosis? So half of the patients can be asymptomatic and half of the patients can present with symptoms. Uh, the patients who have no symptoms, their sarcoidosis is incidentally discovered on the chest X-ray done you know, sometime during physical exam or they go to hospital for some other reason, they get a chest X-ray CT scan, and uh, there is a radiographic abnormalities. And when we uh, biopsy that kind of lesion, uh, that turns out to be sarcoidosis, but patient may not have any symptoms. And half of the patients present with the symptoms I explained above. So someone might, you know, have troubling symptoms and be, have it diagnosed that way, and someone might have it just as a total surprise when they go yep. for something else. Um, exactly. If it's suspected, you mentioned di um, a biopsy. If it's a suspected sarcoidosis, does it have to have a biopsy to prove it? Yeah, exactly. The diagnosis of sarcoidosis can be complex and challenging. You know, The symptoms can suggest sarcoidosis, but there are so many other conditions which can cause same type of finding on uh, x-ray and the biopsy. So. Diagnosis is usually confirmed by biopsy of the affected organs, 
and ruling out other causes of uh, the inflammation which is seen in sarcoidosis. Uh, however, the you know some of the vital organs like uh, heart, eye, brain, biopsy may not be that easy. In that case, we try to look for other organ sites which can be easily biopsied. So I want to ask you about how it's treated, but you we, we you mentioned the the body's immune system is in overdrive, I guess, during this disease. Yeah, it's kind of uh, been an overactive immune system which is causing inflammation. So the treatment of sarcoidosis is done with a steroid and other immunosuppressive drugs. However, you know, not everyone who gets diagnosed with sarcoidosis needs to be treated. The reason is that medication used to treat sarcoidosis have several side effects. And as I mentioned before, about 50% of the patients with sarcoidosis are asymptomatic at the time of diagnosis and resolve spontaneously over the next two to three years without treatment. That is why after the diagnosis of sarcoidosis is confirmed, to make decision about whether to treat or not, we perform detailed assessment of patients. We perform tests like breathing tests, blood tests, uh, also assess the patient for other organ involvement by sarcoid, like skin sarcoid, eye sarcoid, uh, sarcoid in heart and brain by inquiring, uh, you know, the organ-related symptoms. And uh, uh, if we suspect other organs might be affected, we do further testing. Uh, so this, you know, the before we decide to treat, we need the patient needs thorough evaluation, you know, to decide how severe their symptoms are, where other organs are affected. Once we decide to start treatment, uh, we start treatment uh, with medication uh, um, for the patient who have symptoms, and uh, those patients need close monitoring, to, you know, to monitor the side effects. The patient who do not need treatment, like you know, who are asymptomatic. Those patients, we don't just leave them alone, you know, those patients, it's close follow-up to make sure, you know, they are not getting worse. And the follow-up is with, uh, you know, serial breathing test, blood test, and, you know, uh, the symptoms. And if we found uh, down the road, if the symptoms are worsening, those patients also need treatment. This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with pulmonologist Barendra Saw. He's the director of the sarcoidosis program at Upstate. Now, why do you say that people who have sarcoidosis ought to find a doctor with expertise in this disease? There are quite few reasons for that. The first one is, as I mentioned before, making diagnosis of sarcoidosis and making decision about its treatment can be very complex and challenging. Let me give you a quick example. Recently, uh, I saw a patient, you know, that patient was referred to me to start the treatment of sarcoidosis. The diagnosis was already made at outside hospital. Patient had uh, symptoms for almost a year and had a several, you know, CT scan done, testing done, the biopsy done. And uh, when the patient came to me uh, and I reviewed patient chart and symptoms, uh, the symptoms and the findings on the CT scan didn't look typical of sarcoidosis. So I thought, oh, maybe something is else going on. And I, I, I ordered more tests to see, oh, if, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, the inflammation in sarcoidosis can be caused by so many other reasons. So I order more tests to see if other diseases can be there. And it turns out to be tuberculosis. So, you know, that patient's uh, diagnosis changed. Treatment of tuberculosis is antibiotics and treatment of sarcoidosis is immunosuppressive. So uh, diagnosis and, you know, making a decision about treatment can be challenging. So that's the one reason. Second reason is that uh, sarcoidosis can affect multiple organs in one patient. And uh, 
the patient with multiple organ involvement may have to see different specialists. Over the years, you know, I have been treating sarcoid patients for almost nine, 10 years, but I have observed that when a patient has to go to different specialists and they get different advices and explanation, and I have seen sometimes they get confused and frustrated with the different recommendations, uh, different explanation about their treatment. Um, and uh, that's the reason, you know, I think they should uh, uh, see a sarcoid expert. Uh, having sarcoid expert can be helpful uh, for those kind of patients. When the patient, I have many patients with multiple organ involvement, and I take in charge of that patient's sarcoidosis care, and I coordinate his or uh, her care between different specialists. So it's a complicated disease, and it sounds like it can be a difficult diagnosis sometimes. I'm really glad the woman who was told she had sarcoidosis, but who really had tuberculosis, came to see you because the treatments are so different. And you already mentioned how some of the medications for sarcoidosis have some potentially serious side effects. Now, in terms of the kind of doctor who would specialize in sarcoidosis, I know you're a pulmonologist who specializes in the lungs, and that, I guess, makes sense because most people with sarcoidosis have some lung involvement. Yes, uh, most of the patients, as most of the patients have lung, uh, lung involvement, the pulmonary doctor have uh, more experience in treating sarcoidosis. Uh, but uh, other, uh, other specialists like arthritis, we call rheumatologists, uh, some other specialists uh, like a skin doctor, eye doctor, uh, brain doctor, uh, cardiologist with a special interest. Some of them are, you know, they treat all type of uh, uh, those organ problems, but the, some doctors, those kind of doctors with a special interest in sarcoid can also treat, uh, you know, the organ-related sarcoidosis. So if a patient has you as their physician and they and they have sarcoid, you may have to set up uh, appointments for them with a dermatologist or a rheumatologist or a cardiologist, depending on what is happening with their disease, it sounds like. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Now, how common is it for someone to have lung sarcoidosis, say, and it resolves with treatment, but then years later, how common is it for sarcoid to return either in the lungs or somewhere else. Do you see that often? Yeah, you know, about 90% uh, of the patients uh, have sarcoidosis in the lungs. And uh, uh, it can resolve with, uh, with, with or without treatment in almost two-thirds of the patients. About 30% uh, of the patients develop chronic sarcoidosis. After it resolves, it can come back in some organs or different organs uh, in about 5% of the patients. So. It's not, you know, the relapse of sarcoidosis is not very common. And if it does come, it can come in the same organ or different organ. Now, sarcoidosis is a disease that I think a lot of people have probably not even heard of. So if someone gets this diagnosis, I imagine, you know, they can feel pretty alone. So tell us what you're doing through the sarcoidosis program at Upstate. Very good question. Yeah. So. You know, the social support is very important for the sarcoidosis patients. And uh, I'm gonna, uh, what I'm doing here is, uh, you know, this is the perfect timing, you know, as you know, April is Sarcoidosis Awareness Month. And to celebrate this, we just launched a local sarcoidosis support group led by a couple of my patients. The first online meeting is on April 22nd at 6 p.m. Uh, it will be virtual through Zoom and, uh, we also just started Upstate Multidisciplinary Sarcoidosis Program, which consists of doctors from 
different specialists like lung, heart, eye, skin, brain, kidney, and liver. That website will have name of all these um, doctors uh, listed on it with uh, their practice location and phone number, so that you know patient can search, you know can find out you know who who is the cardiologist who have interest in sarcoidosis, who is the eye doctor who is you know who who is who has more experience in treating uh, eye sarcoidosis. So I think this will be very helpful for the patient and also uh, talking to the patient who has uh, you know who has sarcoidosis. How they feel, what they have experienced, uh, the patient support group uh, will help in that case. I think that will provide uh, you know tremendous amount of uh, help to the patients. So you have a new support group that some of your patients started. I'd like to let listeners know how to learn more about that first virtual meeting at 6 p.m. April 22nd. People can connect through the Sarcoidosis Support Group of CNY on Facebook, and there's also an email in case people want to learn more about the support group. That email is sarcocentralny at gmail.com. That's S-A-C-R-O-C-E-N-T-R-A-L-N-Y at gmail.com. Do you think there's benefit from patients knowing other people who have the same disease? Is that the reason behind having a support group? Yeah, I think talking to the, uh, you know, talking to the people uh, who have uh, sarcoidosis uh, and the learning, the, you know, it, uh, the getting their experience can be very helpful in, you know, how they, how they, how they feel uh, about the sarcoidosis. Now, aside from carefully taking prescription medication, if if needed, what, what sorts of lifestyle things do you recommend to your patients? Um, you know, as with other illness, the healthy lifestyles that include consuming healthy diet, which consists of more fruits, vegetables, less fat and carb, uh, and this would also do regular exercise. Well, I know many people with sarcoidosis don't necessarily have symptoms. We talked about how a, a lot of people don't have any of the symptoms at all. But for people who do have a chronic case of sarcoidosis, tell us what they typically experience. What is life typically like? Yeah, you know, life can be very, you know, stressful. Uh, other than the other than experiencing disease-related symptoms, they may also experience chronic fatigue, anxiety, depression. And uh, uh, that chronic illness can put significant Im impact on quality of life and function. So that's the uh, another reason, you know, uh, staying active, meeting with the, you know, uh, uh, participating uh, social support group uh, might help with that. Well, this has been very informative. I want to remind listeners they can connect on Facebook through the Sarcoidosis Support Group of CNY. There's also an email in case people want to learn more about the support group. That email is sarcocentralny at gmail.com. That's S-A-R-C-O-C-E-N-T-R-A-L-N-Y at gmail.com. Thank you to Dr. Barindra Saw. He's the pulmonologist who leads the sarcoidosis program at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and radio talk show, HealthLink on Air.